thank you for joining us for another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. I uh, got a good one for you. Uh, LSU baseball opened this weekend, and they brought out the broomsticks. Uh, going for the sweep against Maine, three wins to open the season, uh, and they looked really good uh, doing it, especially offensively. Uh, we're going to cut up that. We also have LSU basketball. They had a – I guess they have an up-and-down week. They they went one and one um, they, they lost yesterday. I, I guess you could say it was a heartbreaker to South Carolina. Uh, they picked up a win earlier in the week, but I, I don't know. I don't know where it leaves the Tigers. I guess, uh, I guess I'll ask my, my co-host what they think about that. But before I do, I want to check in with them, see how they're doing. I, I don't know, guys. I was, um, I was able to watch all the baseball games this weekend. We had, I had pretty good weather here in Atlanta, but it, it looked like it was Really good weather in uh, in Baton Rouge too. I mean, there was a lot going on. You had a, a basketball game earlier in the week, baseball all weekend, softball, uh, women's basketball. They were playing today. I, I mean, I imagine they're done by now. But um, yeah, it just seemed like a, a good weekend to get out and do stuff in Baton Rouge. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, on on I went I went to a little bit of the game on Saturday. It was freezing cold. Um, but other than that, like it's beautiful weather, super nice, uh, you know, no cloud in the sky, uh, sunny, but, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. LSU baseball looking great basketball. So, so, um, and we're moving on into, into spring kind of, you know, getting ready for what March madness and, and like kind of real sec uh, baseball coming up soon. Yeah. yeah, had a good week as well. Uh, didn't get to watch, I guess, as much of the stuff caught some baseball today on TV, uh, but had some other things going on. I was actually at the LSU gymnastics meet on Friday night uh, against Alabama. And that was a lot of fun. Actually, that was the first one I'd ever been to hmm. um, and LSU beat Bama. Um, the yeah. place is uh, pretty much as full as it would be for like a men's basketball game. The crowd was really into it. So it was a cool atmosphere um, and just uh, neat to see that uh, LSU had one perfect 10 on the balance beam and everybody was going wild. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, baseball bringing in as well. Uh, I missed the the Saturday basketball game. I listened to it on the radio because I was going down to New Orleans for some Mardi Gras parades. So I got to to hear the calls on the the tragedy at the end when Elshu kind of choked it away, which was disappointing. But I uh, had fun there in New Orleans as well. The Mardi Gras is, is back in the swing this year after being uh, down last year because of COVID. Hmm. Yeah, Mardi Gras probably just isn't the same. If I mean everyone's wearing masks anyway, so you wouldn't think it'd be too much of a difference, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the whole point of Mardi Gras is to just get a bunch of people drunk and crammed in together and just throwing stuff around. So, uh, you know, it's just not the same without it. And it's funny you mentioned the attendance, uh, Daniel, at the gymnastics meet. I don't know how they did, but they were trying to go for the record, uh, I think, in PMAC, at least as far as the gymnastics meet go. They're going for the record like 13,700 something, whatever that was. Uh, But I I don't know. I imagine they would have announced it. But you didn't hear yeah, that. Did get it? No, I don't think they quite made it. You could no. see a fair amount of empty seats, especially up at the top. But I mean, it, it was like full ish. I would say probably 80 percent capacity um, and, and they were loud. I was on TV a few times on ESPN because, oh, yeah, the group I went with was down at the very bottom, kind of the, <laughs> the student section area. Um, but it, it was a good time. We had to get there very early. The students were lining up like an hour and a half before the thing even started wow. uh, just to get the, the good spots. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was definitely something that I would go do again. Right on. Yeah. It looked like a good atmosphere. I was able to watch a little bit of it because it was actually, um, there was a lot of firsts this weekend. Uh, this being one of them, this was the first time I think, 
an NCAA gymnastics meet had aired on you know, like regular ESPN, not like you know online ESPN U or you're or the Ocho or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that was there was that it was Alabama and LSU. I don't know you know how how it came about this weekend, but it was the first time it was broadcasted. And so I think that was also why they were trying to push to sell out so it'd be a good atmosphere. I, you know, they didn't get it, but it doesn't matter. It was still a good atmosphere, and they won, which was great. Um, same with uh, women's basketball. I think they're trying to pack it in today at the PMAC for their game. But I would say as far as basketball goes, it, it was disappointing. And if you listen to some of the, you know, the talk from the players in, in Will Wade, it's like they know it too. It's like, uh, you know, everyone – I think equally was trying to take blame, although I don't know if Will Wade did not. I'll get to that in a second, but you know, Derry stays seem, you know, he mentioned something about missing a three in the corner, which he did. And uh, Tari Eason thought it was his fault because he turned the ball over in like the last minute or whatever. I don't know. I, I thought it was a good team loss. Basically, you know, it's like they, they didn't, you know, didn't hit some clutch free throws down the stretch. They, the, the defense kind of, let it let South Carolina open for to hit some just daggers that basically killed us. Uh, and yeah, it's true. You know, there was a turnover within a minute left of the game and it's just inexplicable, you know, just errors that I, I don't know. I just think that you can't really pinpoint into one thing. And I, I would even say it's, you know, it's someone on Will Wade cause this team had two double digit leads, you know, one in each half and South Carolina was just allowed, you know, they just, they let them back in the game. And I don't know. I think I think some of that could be put on Will Wade because oh, this, yeah. team, this team has shown all season that they they really can't play with a win necessarily. You know, it's like some games they can, but other games it's it's just not safe. And I think some of that can fall back on Will Wade because it's you know, it's the coach's job to kind of pay attention to the flow of the game. It's like if your team is if there's just something not working and they're letting the other team back in. I don't know. Change it up. Call a timeout. Do something. But LSU. She was not able to stop the bleeding and they, they ended up giving it away to South Carolina. I think, um, I, I don't know. Like I said, it was a variety of things. I really couldn't put it on like, Oh, it was, you know, one bad call or, or just one missed shot, but otherwise LSU played uh, a flawless game. I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty to pick at, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at the big picture, you know, with the coming down to the last few games before you know, the end of the regular season, this was one of those games where I feel like it, it just would have benefited them. You know, Will Wade even said they could have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the SEC because, you know, when it gets to tournament time, they're going to – that, that seating is going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would say having having a better seed in the SEC tournament prevents them from having to play like five games in a weekend compared to four, which is you – know, that's a bit of a difference. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm, I guess I'm still where I'm at last week. I'm not going to parlay. I'm not really to double down. I'm just kind of a, a call. You know, I'm going to wait and see what happens. What say you, Tommy? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think that the one, the one thing I noticed from just watching and rewatching the highlights of this game is like, why is it that we can't, why is it that like on all the, like we just lack closeout defense? Like we'll, we'll, we'll uh, rush the, the ball handler, We'll really put pressure on him, taking the ball out of out of bounds around inbound plays. We'll, uh, you know, Eric Gaines is probably good for a couple steals a game. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, uh, Fudge is good for a few fouls. <laughs> but um, I don't understand why 
like the you know it seems like we're we're decent on all the hustle plays except for like closing out on open shots yeah and i, I mean like the the um kind of dagger three that i think gave uh south carolina the lead at the end of the game was basically uncontested i think it was either gains or um days who came out onto the wing to to go after or you know try and contest the three but he's like he literally just walked over to him and and the shot was already gone and then he put his hand up so yeah. i mean i feel like and that's something that daniel we've, we've talked about this like as we've watched these games throughout the entire season they just don't close out at all right um and and so I don't know. I think it's a disappointing, like, yeah, that's a game we should win. I feel like, I feel like our team is on, on paper. Our team is should be talented enough to beat South Carolina. And um, if we want to be where Will Wade kind of says we want to be um, those are games that are basically you have to win. Yeah. For me, it, it was kind of hard to get a picture of exactly what was going on while I was trying to deal with New Orleans Mardi Gras traffic on the radio. But from what <laughs> I, I could tell, the things that were killing us was the free throw shooting, which I'm looking at. We were 13 to 22. So we left eight points on the board there. Uh, and then I, I heard the commentators like repeatedly harping on like transition points, like uh, South Carolina had like 30, like fast break points or something yeah. else. You, I don't know whether it's a lack of hustle or just, uh, the the press Turnovers defense and bad rebounding yeah and we we try and do the press defense if they're breaking that too easily um and that's a style that will wade has pressed or has pushed this year um and we haven't run as many like half court sets on defense and something that maybe they can look at and then i think at the very end when we had a chance i think down one and like 13 seconds and then we had a darius stays three that missed I don't understand why you don't try and run some sort of like coordinated play, like drive to the basket um, with Tari Eason or something. And if he makes it, yeah, you're up and you have a good chance to win. If not, then there's a good chance he gets fouled. And all you have to do is make one free throw to at least send it to overtime. It's because it seems like this team has no, there is no set offense for this team. Yeah. It's basically somebody takes the ball down the, down the court and then you pass it to one of your kind of playmakers, mainly Eason days, or maybe Gaines keeps it if he's taking in the ball down the court himself, or maybe, or, I mean, Pinson will sometimes keep it. And then it's like basically an isolation play. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what he, what I can do. I'm either going to drive in and try to get fouled, or I'm just going to take, take a shot or, you know, you, I think you're right, Daniel. They don't really, they, I, I guess that's not really Will Wade's thing. I don't know if we've ever, I mean, I'm trying to think back to like some of the other, some of the other Will Wade teams and like, you know, last year was the way they they just played straight through Cam Thomas. Mm-hmm. The year before, it was what Skylar Mays and um, Trendon Watford, Trendon Watford, right? And Javante, Javante Smart, yeah. and Skylar oh, yeah. Mays the year before, and then the year before that, it was Skylar Mays and Trendon uh, Watford. No, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Tremont Waters. Oh wait, yeah, Trendon, uh, yeah, Tremont Waters the, was the point guard. Yeah, yeah, Watford was kind of a he was kind of a dud, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, five star cross. I think he's getting some minutes for the Trailblazers, um, but not exactly a star. I think Skylar May's actually playing pretty well for the Hawks. Well, no, I mean, um, I'm in more of a dud for us. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a- another thing of concern was uh, Xavier Pinson almost like re-injuring his knee at one point in the game, and I think yeah. he came back after that, which is good to see. But he was two of ten from the field, um, so not his most effective performance either. I almost feel like we just need to put it into this basketball season. Just just take <laughs> just just take a knee, Will Wade. Let's let's move on to next year. Yeah, a lot of the people online are starting to they call him for his head. Yeah, putting Will Wade on the very hot seat at this point. Um, which is pretty wild after we had a 12-0 start of the season, but the uh, 
things have taken a turn for the worse. Maybe we can have a late season turnaround, but we've been saying this for the past three weeks on the podcast. Uh, so if we get bounced early in the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament, expect those conversations to only get louder. The, the only thing that's going to save him, I mean, it's kind of weird. The only thing that's going to save him is the recruiting. But as we've seen with firing at Orgeron, I don't know if Scott Woodward really cares about consistent top recruiting classes. Although I will say, I think, I think there's a difference between LSU football basically recruiting itself and, and Will Wade kind of turning LSU basketball into a, into a destination. All right. Yeah, um, but there's also, I don't know, it's weird because Will Wade, you know, in the beginning, like you said, uh, you know, when you're winning, things are easier, but uh, it's like, you know, they had the general, they, they've made all these anecdotes, you got the balcony bingles, you have Will Wade dressing up with, a, you know, like a, a French Revolution outfit on yeah. just, to, you know, just to promo games. So it's like all that spawned up within the first few months. But now people are calling for his head. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, he could definitely take some of the blame. Yeah, I think because, like you've said, it's like he's obviously you know they focused on defense in the offseason. They, I, I still think they have one of the best defenses in the country, even though it doesn't look like it at times. But it's it's like what you're talking about. I think they're really it's a high risk, high re- reward defense. When it works well, they can get turnovers, and that's when they can control the game and go up. You know, like on a 12 to two run, you know, and like, look, look like we've seen in the earlier season, but in, in the, uh, on the, uh, opposite of that, it's like, you can watch the game and see where it's like, they're trying to double team someone to get it. That guy gets the ball away. Then the other guy wheels it around and you can see him working the ball all the way around the key to the open guy. And then he hits a three and it, it just keeps happening. So I, I don't understand. That's why I think some of this is all no way because it, it keeps happening and no one notices. It's like, you know, when you're playing, uh, if you're a quarterback and you got a guy darting across the field, you're looking at him, you don't, you don't look at him and throw it where he's at. You look ahead and throw to where he's going. So that's what I don't understand with this defense is, I, like I said, after, I think we talked about this a few, or I mentioned it a few pods ago. It's like in these games, it's like, you have to understand, all right, they're going to wheel it around to some guy on the opposite end of the corner. Don't watch the ball go all the way around the key before you react. How about you skip ahead and look ahead to where the ball might be going, see if there's somebody in the corner that might need to be covered, and then you make that run instead of trying to go for the ball. Hey, it might might stop a shot. Who knows? But it's like they keep getting killed with these wide-open threes, and as good as their defense might be, it's going to kill them in the postseason. And yeah. one more thing I was going to say about kind of the lack of enthusiasm at this point for Wade might have something to do with the fact of the disappointing performance of the football team before. So where people were like kind of ready for basketball, I think we even said it some on this pod and then we're like, and we started playing so well, we so playing so good. So well at the beginning of the season and LSU basically went all in like basketball school. We're basketball now. school yeah. They're like, forget football. We're, we're, we're doing good. And then when we got the reality check in sec play um, and the, the flaws of the team got exposed, then we're like, Oh boy, here's the same old, same old LSU. Um, no clutch factor. Uh, just undisciplined messing up on the fundamentals. Right. Yeah. And then, um, the, the fall back to earth has been a bit harsh there. And then now we're, we're already even on this pod saying we're looking forward to baseball. That's really, uh, that's a really good point, Daniel. Cause I wonder so it's just one thing to the next, to the next, and you just got kind of get fed up with like the mediocrity a little bit. If we have like a nine or 10 win LSU baseball basketball, I mean, a nine or 10 win LSU football team. I wonder if, if everybody's talking as much about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I think I think a lot of LSU fans are probably in the mindset of just burn it all down. Yeah. Well, he gets a chance to make a get another statement win at Kentucky this week. Who we already beat this we season. Beat so, once, yeah. yeah, that'll be an exciting one. Wouldn't you like that to be like if they knock off Kentucky, that'll be great and cool and everything. But that's more of just an upset, like a ooh, wow, look what happened in Kentucky, and less of a uh I, it is a statement win, but I don't feel like it matters as much when you have losses to Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, it's not going to dig you it's out of gonna, S- yeah. seven and seven in SEC play. But it's still, yeah, it's a good, it's a good chance to kind of you know redeem yourself, I guess. Yeah, but I, I honestly don't th- like. I know we beat Kentucky earlier in the season, but uh, we were different then, and so were they. This is a different Kentucky team. Yeah, yeah, and, and one of their best players was hurt during the game. And now it's at their house. I don't know. I I, I think we'd have a better shot, a better shot at Kentucky, you know, in the SEC tournament or beyond. I, I don't know about this Wednesday, not to be a, uh, you know, uh, a Debbie Downer, but still, uh, you know, again, actually, if, if LSU would have shown something yesterday, I would have felt maybe felt more. I don't. Maybe I'd have a different outlook. But at this point, I don't because Kentucky looks a lot better than LSU. <laughs> Uh, just saying. Uh, although, uh, who, I, who I would say is not looking as good, it would be Auburn. Uh, I mean, they had lost to, what was it, Arkansas? But then they also just lost to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like someone that's trying to close out the season and make it make as a bubble team. Uh, but Auburn... I don't know. I mean, they're just, they're susceptible, you know, kind of like how LSU was. It's, you know, basketball is very streaky. You know, they, LSU could still turn it around. I don't know. You know, they, they have to though. They, that's the thing is you have to actually turn it around. Um, but anyway, I was able to watch that. It was, it was a good game. Uh, but yeah, Auburn's not as dominant as I think as, as they were. Um, I don't, do you guys have anything else for basketball? Cause I think that's about it. Yeah, like we said, we got Kentucky on Wednesday, and then we play um, uh, Missouri at home on Saturday. Is the second to last week. So, oh boy, uh, we're we're seven and seven in SEC play right now. There's four teams that are seven and seven, so we're really kind of like lodged in the middle of the pack. That top four seed and the buy in the SEC tournament seems a bit out of reach, but uh, maybe we can get the fifth, fifth or sixth seed and get to play somebody really on the bottom in the first round. That'll be at least a, a bit of a silver lining. So, um, hoping. I can at least pick up one of these two wins this week. Yep. I agree. I think, uh, you know, it's, we'll just kind of wait and see. And then maybe LSU can get hot at the right time at the end, but right now it's not looking great. No, no, it's not. Um, but Hey, uh, you know, everything's different in the postseason. You know, it's, you could honestly just say it's zero, zero. Once you, once you get to that far. So I, I don't know. I think LSU, I mean, they'll make the tournament, right? Like, uh, unless they just completely collapse, I don't think there's any way they don't make the tournament. But, you know, once you get in the tournament, you know, all, all gloves are off. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. We shall see. But uh, LSU baseball is far from their tournament. But uh, they just started the season and came out of the gates looking great. 3-0. Um, I guess you could say, you know, we look pretty good offensively. Uh Tigers actually set a record for a weekend series. Um, they scored 51 runs, which is the most in school history for a three-game series. That's <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, you look at game one, 13 to one. Game two was uh was it 70, 17 to 8. And then uh, game three today was uh, I think 21 to 6. So it was 
Uh, LSU uh, really football scores. Yeah, I know, right? So, all right, I guess LSU's offense uh, looking pretty good. Uh, so, you know, so how's how's the the pitching? Well, um, game one started was Blake Money, and and he was Money uh, going seven shutout innings. He only had two hits for you know. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, he had like what ten Ks too. So really good outing for him. I don't know that. I don't know that they expected that. I mean, he had a very low pitch count, so he had a lot of like, you know, very short innings. You know, with like yeah. maybe like I think there was a, you know a few one one or two pitch at bats in there, which I guess really helped because you know I, I think they would have limited him on pitches and pulled him out earlier if he had higher pitch count in like the fifth inning, but he didn't. So he kind of went the distance and uh, and looked really good um, in the game, but also in person. He's a lot slimmer Blake money, right? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> really is. Um, but anyway, I mean, the Tigers look good. Um, I don't know. It was really, really a weird, odd thing. Uh, our designated, we lost our designated here before you, the game even started. Uh, Cade Beloso, I guess they were doing like, uh, you know, some little warm up, some little pump up circle, kind of like how Drew Brees would do before the saints games. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were just, doing some swaying side by side and jumping around. And I don't know, Kate Peloso kind of twinged his knee. It's he's kind of out indefinitely at this point. Oh, gosh, I know. So there's that, but, um, I don't know. It's like, they almost didn't really miss a beat there. Yeah. I had, had a transfer from a junior college, Braden Joe bear, uh, sounds Cajun as heck, but, um, guy actually delivered. He delivered the first run and the first home run, of the season uh, in that good. fourth inning. Yeah. So looking good all the way around. I think Jay Johnson had a really good coming out party as did the, you know, the Tigers as a whole. I don't know. Um, do you guys have any takeaways? I guess I'll go to you first, uh, Daniel. Um, I was able to watch all three, uh, you know, it was, you know, different game in each, each way. I, I think the first one was kind of good just to show that LSU had a good game, one starter, good hitting and, uh, yeah, they didn't really have too many errors, so pretty pretty good coming out of the gates. Yeah, I'll try and keep my thoughts fairly brief since I think y'all <laughs> got to see a lot more of the games than myself, but the expectation coming into the season was that LSU's offense was hopefully going to improve under Jay Johnson, given that that was his hallmark at Arizona for hitting a lot and scoring a lot of runs. And obviously we did that averaging 17 runs a game. It is against Maine, not the stiffest competition, but you like to see the ball flying out of the park uh, and spraying all over the diamond, which from all sorts of different bats up and down the lineup, uh, not just kind of the top heavy approach that we saw last year. Uh, Jacob Berry had pretty good solid performances living up to his hype as well as one of the top uh, transfers in the country. And then we worked in a lot of people down the lineup as well um, coming in is kind of backups late in the game or also in the Saturday and Sunday game. So everybody got a lot of work and this is something that Jay Johnson used to kind of build his, his big nine going into the tougher stretch of the season. Um, yeah. And the other thing was the question mark about the pitching Blake money, really good performance. And then on Saturday, um, Mikhail Hilliard threw, I think four and Javen Coleman threw another three in relief and Hilliard looked okay. He was kind of our one returning starter. Uh, Coleman had a strong performance and then Ty Floyd, who was only a reliever as well last year. Um, I think through five solid, um, on Sunday. So it's good to see names like them step up and perform, uh, given that this could have gone, I wouldn't say terribly, but I mean, these, this is not 
the outings that you were expecting from a lot of these guys. And so we'll have to see if they can keep the performances up and also see if Jay Johnson works any uh, other names in the starting rotation as well, given the Wednesday game. And I think we got four games this next weekend, including a Sunday double header. So it'll be all hands on deck for that. Like look at Helmers maybe mm-hmm. um, as a, as a potential guy who, he, you know, he kind of rotated in and out of, he started a little bit. He played from the, uh, from the pin a little bit last year. And then he even played a little third base too. So um, yeah, I look for him to be, to be maybe pitched this week, but, uh, I was, I'm very impressed. I think this was, I think this was a great, uh, you know, opening weekend for LSU because it does feel like, and I even think last year, I forget who, did we play air? I thought we played a service school to start the season. Yeah, air Force. Air Force. Made, we played Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. Didn't we lose one to Air Force? Yeah. We, it was we, a Sunday game. Yeah. I think yeah. we lost. I think we, we, I think we only won the series two one. Yeah. And I mean, I know that doesn't really matter, but I remember, like, especially the last two years at LSU baseball, um, it seemed like we had trouble with some of those, you, you know, some of the lesser teams that we had on the schedule just to kind of play. Yeah, like we lost oh. this, we lost the series against Oral Roberts. Yeah, we went yeah. one and two against them. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I think that this is, and of course, it's only one series, so who knows? It could all go downhill. But I liked that we. Um, that we came off firing and that we took care of business and just, you know, clean sweep, leave no doubt. wasn't even close. Um, I, I really liked what I saw out of Mikhail Hilliard. Uh, I mean, he was, he was making quick work of, of uh, Maine. Um, the first six, he set him down. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other takeaway I have, and, and of course, like we, like we all say it is Maine. So the pitching's not going to be stellar, but man, this lineup is deep. Like last year, I remember, you know, when you got to about six, seven, eight, nine, it was kind of like, eh, all right, let's hope something can happen. You know, with this one, like when you get down to even um, McManus yesterday was having good hits. I mean, you got uh, who else? Uh, um, Everybody like Doty. Doty that, um, well, D- Doty's your cleanup guy. Yeah. He's going deep every game. Mm-hmm. You got Gavin Duga. Um well, so, well, there's the uh, one of the other transfers was a uh, what was it Mary Marriott Merriman Jack Merrifield or Mary- Merrifield. Thank you. We yeah. call him the Baker because he apparently he he likes to bake and he like brings cupcakes and cookies and pies to other players. You know, he just he likes to cool. bake. <laughs> yeah, he bakes and he just you know he wants to give it to somebody, so he brings it to the clubhouse and gives it to the players and. I don't know. I guess they're going to call him the Baker, uh, but yeah, the Baker delivers too. I mean, he, he had some good hits this weekend. So welcome, welcome aboard. One Joe Bear. I, yeah. you know, it's like, I'd never even heard of him until, <laughs> until he comes up to bat. I'm like, Hey, who is this guy? He looked really good. Um, they had, they, uh, yesterday, uh, they had Barry in left field and then, or in right field. And they put, uh, they put it, um, was it Merrifield? They put it third base. They did a lot of position rotation. Yeah, they moved like a lot of people around. The bench. Um, even like even the the listing is confusing because we got like Doty third base, second base, Joe Bear, pinch hitter, designated hitter, Stevenson left field, right field. So yeah, I mean, I think I think this team is deep. I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe this is like basketball syndrome all over again, where we're going to go out there and go undefeated, and then get into the actual meat of our schedule and just lose, but no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, it remains to be seen with the, with the pitching, you know, how, how that can hold up in a three game series against an SEC team. 
like, well, you know, take your pick. I mean, they're all ranked Arkansas, um, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi state, you know, oh, Mississippi state year. lost. Yeah. And Arkansas lost one too, to like some, some lesser competition. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I guess any given uh, day. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I think we were, we're in a really good position. We look really good, at least offensively. I mean, how- Dylan Cruz looks like, it looks like he's even better than he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and welcome aboard Jake Berry. He hit his first home run. He will hit two, he hit two in uh, game two. Um, so he's already making his presence felt. I think they're in, like you were saying, the end of their lineup guys, remember we were talking about last season with Alex Malazzo dudes hitting in three hundreds. <laughs> I know, I know it's only three games in, but Hey, he was hitting them the one hundreds, uh, towards the end of last season. So I'll, I'll take him hitting three hundreds. He even got an RBI. So, uh, it's a new year. All right. Yep. We'll say that. It's amazing that it's like, I wonder, you know, what is it that you think, uh, you think Jay Johnson has some sort of spell or something that just makes him hit better. Cause it's like, it's not like the team. I mean, there's, there's not like he got in and brought in all kinds of new players. No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, Alex was spending a lot of time in the batting cages. Who knows? Uh, or it's just, you know, another year, another, you know, more experienced, but, uh, you know, mixing it up, I think it did help. I mean, there's plenty of talent there to build from. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I don't know if I really saw his thumbprint this weekend, you know, um, just it wasn't like there was any situations where we're like, Oh yeah, it's good to have Jay Johnson, you know, making this call. I don't, you know, I didn't really, <laughs> they, the, the games were too out of reach. We're not there yet, but uh, it'll just be interesting to see how, how it'll be different to watch, you know, Jay Johnson as the season goes on, as opposed to, to Paul, which, you know, he, finished out in style. He actually helped them start this season off. He came in uh, throughout the first pitch and I think Jay Johnson caught it, which is kind of like a traditional changing of the guards, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I really saw oh, yeah, Jay Johnson's coaching prowess. I, I think that remains to be seen, but um, uh, just good to start the weekend off or the season off with a sweep. Uh, and yeah, now, now it's rolling, man. I remember when uh, LSU basketball started and had those first few wins and, like, all right, cool. We're starting the season off good. Uh, but then, you know, it's, it's a long one as, 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 as you can find out, but I don't know. I have a better feeling about LSU baseball this year than I did, did last year. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think LSU is also in a good position to reclaim the attendance record. Uh, Cause they had it for what, 25 straight years. And then last year changed. Uh, I think Mississippi had it, but that's only because, you know, they, they didn't allow people into the stands to start the season that kind of filtered in afterwards. So mm-hmm. maybe the Tigers can re- reclaim the, the attendance record. Cause my goodness, 25 straight years. That's, that is just remarkable. Um, and yeah, I mean, just catching a game at the box. It's, that's, that's, that's the American pastime right there. Yeah. Um, I do you guys have any other baseball thoughts. I, I think we kind of, Touched all the bases, haha. Touch them um, all. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all have anything else? Not much. I just wanted to preview this week in the baseball. We got Wednesday at Louisiana Tech in Ruston. So usually the, the Bulldogs are pretty up game for any oh, time yeah. LSU comes to town in any sport. So that'll be, that'll be a big one for them. Uh, and then on the weekend, we got, we're playing both Towson and Southern and Baton Rouge. Uh, we got Towson Friday, Southern Saturday, and then a doubleheader Towson Southern back to back on Sunday. So that's kind of a weird schedule, um, but 
four games in the three days. Uh, so that'll really test our pitching and our depth there. Um, but if you're got an appetite for baseball and certainly stuff, baseball this week, yeah. yeah. plenty for you. Um, right on. Well, uh, I don't know guys. I, I didn't really have me, you know, too much else. Uh, so it might be a, another express pod for us. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to add in before we, uh, uh we down the kitchen? I think that's it. Um, I saw the women's basketball just be a ranked Florida team like an hour ago. So they went two and O and Kim Mulkey's got yeah. them rolling. So, uh, they'll have a pretty high seed in the NCAA tournament probably. But other than that, I think it's a, a good wrap up. Yeah. Another quick week for us here, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just ready. For, let's get, let's get some more baseball going. Amen. Uh, and you know, maybe let's get some, uh, some consistency going with LSU basketball. Maybe they can close out a game and, uh, you know, kind of finish the season how they started. I guess that remains to be seen, though. Uh, but we have some more games this week, starting with uh, Kentucky on Wednesday. So I guess we're going to find out real quick. But we will have all that for you next week on Talking Ticks. So definitely follow back with us and stay with us uh, as we have that for you, as well as some, uh, some more baseball scores uh so until then i want you folks to have a, a good week stay safe stay tuned and we'll talk to you next time on talking ticks